Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey morning welcome back to the sports radio 610 outdoor show on this sunday morning hour number three already and i'm captain mickey eastman producing the outdoor show this morning is jace and now we're going to run down to port isabel let's check in with our good friend captain robert Savello. hey rob what's up buddy morning mick how are you hey man what you up to man i tell you humidity's gone for a little bit here isn't that nice, nice? how about that yeah, north wind will dirty the bay up a little bit, but it don't take long to get back to normal because fishing was no. good for this month. Man, man all but down yeah. there, that's so nice. You got all that grass and filtering system. Wind lays down, that water cleans up and lessen the yeah, tide I mean, exchange quick. Yeah, you can normally it comes out of the northeast, so you can always find clear water even when it's blowing 30 down here on the east, far east side, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting about that time for a ship channel fishing to be going on for snook and stuff too. Right. Yeah, look, look, kind of forward to this time of year. I had enough of the heat this year, man. Huh. Me and you both, buddy. How many guys y'all got down in that area now? Just a hard to know. Yes. A lot. Too many. Too many. Too many. <laughs> yeah. I think that's coast-wide. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just, you know, I used to know all of them. Well, I did, too. You know, I've been around so long, and it's like we knew everybody. But now I don't know who's who anymore. You, you don't know who you're going to get. I mean, you know, I probably don't know half of them now. I'd, right. I mean, there's some young kids that are, you know, that are still, that are, you know, go-getters and spend a lot of time and, you know, learn and teach yourself. And you got some of them that are just retired and just, you know, want to do it to fund their fishing or whatever. So, right. Kind of got to be careful what you get nowadays. 
Right. But Boy, that's the last thing I'd want to do, work somewhere all my life and retire and then start running fishing trips for a living. Yeah, I don't, you know, a lot of people do that down here. I don't get they it. They do up here, too. There's a lot of them up here that same way. So we had a we had a game warden that retired and <laughs> became a fishing guide. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. More power to them. I'm just glad I'm not just starting out. Because it ain't it ain't what it used to be like when I started. I mean, you know. No, it's not. Business wise, it's not. He used I'm to. Uh, I used to give. I used to didn't have uh, anybody to give trips to. I used to get so many calls. You know, everybody would be booked. You know. Yep. I just. Well, you'd start the year oh. off. You know. We'd always start off at the uh, at the boat show in January and fill the calendar up for the whole year just at the boat show. Yeah, boat show used to be good. Yeah. It was worthwhile. A lot of work setting up and all that, but it used to be fun doing it. I don't do it anymore, but the good old days, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Well. Do you ever, do you ever get your motor lined out on your boat? I did. I don't know what I did, but I fixed it. <laughs> I, wasn't I, it a thermostat issue or something to, that you started no, out with, or what? No, I re, well, they were bad, but that wasn't a problem. Um, right. They needed changing. Uh, I changed them, and it still did the same thing. So. Uh, I was trying to get in one day, and the alarm kept going off, and then shut down. I, you know, could it, the motor still run, but it won't go over like two grand. So right. And I'd get up and run, and it quit. And I finally got mad and just floored it because I don't ever run the boat hard, you know. So I got it up to about fifty-five hundred. I was going about fifty, and it went off one more time, and I shut it down. And with well, oil pressure, shot up over twenty. I mean, the water pressure. And apparently I blew something out because after that, it never did it again. Yeah, you had something in there that was probably restricting the water flow just enough to make the horn go off. Yeah, that thing is real sensitive. You know, it goes off way before it gets to the time where it messes the motor up. So Right. Uh, uh, could have been one of the lines that goes into the computer because it's saltwater cooled. And the fuel pump is saltwater cooled also. Yeah. So, could have been one of those, but anyway, it's fixed. So that's all I care about because those kind of intermittent <laughs> deals drive you nuts, you know. Oh, they will. Yeah. Well, you know, that's better than the old for... days. Back in the old days, when the hot horn went off, it was usually too late. Too late. <laughs> you could light a cigarette off them heads back there by the time the hot horn went off. Yeah. Yeah, I could tell it wasn't really hot, you know, because I. Water coming out the pier wasn't hot, and it was still peeing and everything. The heads yeah. were a little warm, but yeah, I got it. We went through that on an old Evan Rude one time. A buddy of mine, it was just driving him crazy, and he's 
very good at tinkering and fixing stuff and man we just couldn't figure it out it just kept running hot it wasn't get too hot it just like one head one water jacket had some restriction in it turned out it was a piece of the impeller that you know off the water pump that had worked its way mm -hmm. up there and was restricting that water flow to that one head and yeah. it wasn't getting so hot that it would you know crack the head or you know burn the engine up or anything like that but it was you know the horn thing it would just drive you nuts just intermittent enough. at certain speeds it would line out and cool off and uh yeah. but he found that but that that, that kind of stuff there will drive you absolutely crazy yeah um was uh what they pulled the head off and there was a piece in there he got it out yeah what? he was using a a uh a coat hanger to fish around in there and he ended up pulling that little chunk of rubber out of that one water jacket. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I mean I uh I run that salt away through it every once in a while. Just to right. you know, keep try to keep the passages clean. You run a motor as long as I've been running that one, it's good to do all that maintenance stuff. Yes. Yep. This year, I've uh, flushed my motor more than I normally do because the salinity's so high. A lot of times, you'd run in, depending on where you put in, and when you'd run in, you'd run through fresh water and flush it out. Yeah. Not this year. We've got some salty water. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I told For Jack us. there. So I told Jack there at Stoneman Sons I was getting worried, you know, because I got 1,200 hours or something. Right. 1,400, something like that. He goes, I ain't nothing. Keep running it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I was going to get him to go through it for me. Just for a peace of mind, you know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> no, you still but have I mean, plenty of time. Nowadays, it, you know, it's a 2013 250HO. Uh, the way they got them now, they don't smoke, you know, so the rings don't carbon up, you know. Right. That's usually what messed up the old the old two strokes is they'd, they'd carbon up, the rings would stick, and then you'd scar the cylinder wall. Exactly. You know? Yeah, you can't even tell it's a two-stroke. You know, they don't smoke at all. No, they're that's the most, the cleanest uh, burning engine on the planet. Yeah, real efficient. All right, buddy. Well, I thought I'd check in. We can see what was going on down in Port Isabel. If that's about uh, somebody it. somebody wants to come down and uh, make them a nice little vacation and go fishing. Hang out at the beach and all that. How they get a hold of you, brother? Yeah, nine five six four three three thirteen eighty nine. All right, Robert. Well, hey, have a good weekend. Go Strokes. You too. Well, y'all are y'all uh, Rangers fans down there or Astros fans? Uh, it looks like I've been seeing Rangers on that deal there. Every once in a while, we, I might get that. What are they on Fox Southwest or what? Uh, yeah, they were on FS, uh, one last night, but that one game went over the Ranger game. So they started out on Fox FS two, and then they switched it back over to FS one after the Ranger game was over. Um, so all the playoffs though, are just don't, don't, none of the major TV shows carry the playoffs once they get there. Or just, well, it? I think TBS was doing the Dodgers last night and, uh, 
it you know it used to be like you know the local fox affiliate would carry a lot of these games you know so people that didn't have cable could see them so i don't know what's yeah. up with that well, maybe I'm when they get into the alcs and all that and the world series they'll they'll move it on regular local fox oh yeah hopefully sure they, they do for everybody to see be nice to have a have a ALCS between uh, Texas and Houston. That'd be that'd be cool. All Texas yeah. final. I was I was surprised the Texans won a game. I saw. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's hope. <laughs> there is hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robert. Have a good one, buddy. See you, man. All right. See you later. Later. All right. That's Captain Robert Savello down in Port Isabel. All right. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents... And welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment already. Open lines, 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. All right, first up this morning, Captain Mike Williams. Mike, good morning. Hadn't talked to you in a while. How you been, man? Right, Nick. How you doing? Oh, I couldn't be better. I'm still kicking like a chicken. That's good. I want to talk about tarpon migrations and the generation gap. The generation gap, I want to tell this story right quick before I get to the tarpon migrations. And I couldn't tell this story to probably you're the only person I could tell it to that would understand it. Uh, 
long, long time ago, there was a man that had the show. His name was Bob Stevenson. He had right. the show, and you used to call in reports like the other guys did, but you call in a lot. Then he retired, and his son took it. His name was Bob Stevenson Jr. And I called in, not as much as you did, but I did call in reports. And one day, it was in late July, 1983, and you did, you couldn't call a newspaper and, and tell him what I told him because they would have thought you were crazy, and he thought I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Anyway, I called in, and I told him, I said, uh, Mr. Stevenson, uh, I think we've got a hurricane coming. And he starts laughing like, and then, you know, because I'd, I'd call in reports before, and he, he knew I wasn't crazy, but he, he thought that a crazy damn thing you ever heard of in your life. <laughs> He goes, do you really think we've got a hurricane coming? I said, well, I'm watching these certain fish, and every time I see these stupid certain fish show up, we get some really bad weather, and they showed up, and I think we got some bad weather coming. Well, he kind of laughed, and we let it go. And like I said, you, you couldn't call a newspaper. We call a Chronicle and Houston Post back in a lot, but you couldn't call a Houston Chronicle up or talk to somebody like Joe Dog and say, Joe, I think we got a hurricane coming because he, he would have thought you were nuts. So yeah. anyway, we let go. And I'll be damned about two days later, we pulled Hurricane Alicia, August 17th, 1983, yep. which was, it was what it was. Okay. And I only did this. I mean, it wasn't like I made a habit of doing this. I only did it three times. Only in my lifetime, I only did this three times. So the next time, I call up Bob again. This is in, it's like in September 1989. I call Bob up and I tell him, I said, Bob, I think we got another damn hurricane coming. Let me guess, that was Hurricane Jerry? Wait a minute, wait a minute, let me tell the story. (laughs) So, so he says, yeah, Mike, he says, I remember back in 83 when you called me and told me we had a hurricane. He said, I got to tell you, man, he said, I thought you were crazy to the loon. He says, but I'll be damned. Uh, about 10 days later, we pulled Hurricane Alicia. He said, you think we got another hurricane coming? And I said, well, these stupid fish that I key on, uh, they show up, they're showing up, and I, I think we got some bad weather coming. So he said, well, I just had my producer look out in the Atlantic Ocean. He said, there ain't nothing in the Atlantic Ocean from Key West to the coast of Africa. And I said, well, all I can tell you is these stupid fish are saying we got some bad weather coming. So really late in the year, October 16th, 16th, that's like 16, 15 days from now, October 16th, we pulled a damn hurricane, and the hurricane was Hurricane Jerry and made landfall at Jamaica Beach or thereabouts. And it come up out of the Pacific, okay? And that's the reason he couldn't see nothing in Atlantic because it came in the back door from the Pacific. So this is where it gets good. The third and final time I ever did this, I called up this same radio show. And this time there was a guy named Mickey Eastman there. <laughs> and me and this guy, we talked about hurricanes for a couple of times. And and you finally said, well, Pastor Mike, he said, I have to agree with you. From what I'm seeing, I think we got a hurricane coming too. And you were telling the stuff that you were seeing, blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. So after we hung up, there was another guy called in, and he said, that's the craziest damn thing I ever heard. <laughs> he said, you and him I both. He said, that. Not. Right. So anyway, 
So anyway, guess what happened about 10 days later? Ike. On September the 13th, 2008, we pulled Hurricane Ike. And after Ike went past, went past, it was about three weeks later, I called you again. And I said, I want to ask you a couple of questions, Captain Mick. I said, did I call you way in advance of Hurricane Ike and tell you we had thought we and you agreed with me, and, and you said, yes, yes, you did. I said, was there a guy that called in that and said we were crazy? He goes, yes, he did. I said, not only did we pull a hurricane, that hurricane went right over where that guy's house used to be. Okay. Used to be. So that, hurricane, that hurricane took his house out, or some of the houses in there where they lived, they, they took them out. Okay, that's all of that. I wanted to get on tarpon migrations. I know y'all talk about tarpon a lot. And uh, this is probably one of the most unanswered questions. Uh, one time I, I did this deal. It was called uh, a tarpon alley map. And it, 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 was, it took place a long time ago. It was how what I saw, uh, the, how the tarpon migrated. And uh, around the Gulf of Mexico, how they had, we had a, a clockwise migration and a counterclockwise migration. One comes off the coast of Texas and one comes off the coast of Florida, all going to the mouth of the Mississippi. It seemed like <clears throat> ground zero was the mouth of the Mississippi River. And back then, no man could really do, know that. I, the reason how I figured, I, did, I tracked them. I tracked them just like a deer tracker. I tracked them around right. how they moved in the Gulf. And that's how I know. So anyway... After they put satellites in the sky, uh, I knew some people that were doing that, and the guy called me and he said that my tarpon alley maps were about 99% correct. And then we got to talking about the 1%, the 1%, and here is here the 1%. Here is the percent that. Uh, gets lost in the fog, okay? And this, you're going to find this interesting, okay? Very interesting, okay? Most all tarpon guys on the upper Texas coast, they stop fishing usually with the passage of the cold, first cold front, which was this week, okay? And the reason they do that, on a normal year, uh, they go from tracking tarpon in the gulf to tracking uh, trout in the bay, and it's just the way it is. Usually, when these tarpon fishing gets slow, the trout fishing in the bay excels because we get the first cold front, which triggers the fish to feed. Blah 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 blah. And a lot of times, out where in this location I call Tarpon Alley, it's not because maybe the fish are not there and nobody's catching them. It's because there ain't nobody out there fishing for them. Okay, the, the the good talking guys are trout guys, and they're in the bay chasing trout. Okay, and this is this is a fact. Okay, on October the sixth, uh, two thousand and six, there was a guy. His name was Jeremy Ebert, I think, and he he was fishing on Pier Ninety First Street Pier, and he caught a tarpon on thirty five scales that weighed. Uh, 211 pounds, 210, 11, 210 pounds, 11 ounces, I think, okay? And I couldn't ever get the, the details on this, but I heard when they caught that fish on the pier, 
they drug it around Gallison for a day before they could find certified skills skills to weigh it on it. So way long time later, long time later, they weigh this fish, I think somewhere over on the Texas City Dyke, and it weighed 210, uh, almost 211, okay? Yeah. Now, you got to stop and think about any time you catch a fish and it's out of the water for 12 hours, it's going to lose a tremendous amount of weight. Anyway, when they caught the fish, they measured it, and the numbers were 46 by 91, which comes out to 240 pounds, which is, would be bigger than the existing now Texas state record, which is 229. So that was a, that was a heck of a fish, and yes. uh, blah, blah, blah. Now, this is where all this is going. Okay. We know, they know now, with the satellite tags, these fish do migrate up the Texas coast going to the mouth of the Mississippi. They, not me, they know that now. Now they know it with, yeah. with the satellite tags, okay? Okay, and here, this, is, this, is, this is good here. On October 15th, October 15th, in waters north of Galveston, north of Galveston, there was a guy, his name was David Previs, caught a tarpon that weighed 246 pounds, okay? And that fish was caught in a place that I call 12 o'clock high. And when I made this map, I called its location 12 o'clock high. And 12 o'clock high, I think, in my brain, long, long, long time ago, the Mississippi River was west of where it is now. And over the last couple of hundred years, for many different reasons, the mouth of the Mississippi River has changed. But like I said, at one, at one time, I think the true mouth of the Mississippi River was a little bit west of Tiger Pass, Louisiana. Okay, yeah. and that's uh, thereabouts where this fish was caught. And where the fish seems to me they still stage up, okay? Now, here's the question. That fish was caught on October the 15th. They, they, not me, they know now that those fish do migrate back to Mexico and the Yucatan, okay? For that fish of that caliber to get back to Mexico, they ha they can't fly. Tropping can't fly. They can't take a train. They have to swim. And the only way they can get back to Mexico, they have to swim off the Gallus, the water of the Gallus, down, down top and down the off the Gallus in Texas. Right. Which means those huge fish are still north of Gallus. And my old brain thinks, and I, I don't talk to too many people about this anymore because most people in the middle of me talking to a post about stuff like this, is... I think those fish are out there, and there's just nobody out there fishing for them when those fish pass off our coast. And I also made a statement the other day uh, about, I think this fish, this fish I call Moby Dick, the, the, the caliber fish that I'm calling Moby Dick is any tarpon over 250 pounds, okay? Yeah. Okay. They, if they caught a 246, there's fish out there. There's, in fact, one time in Galveston, a long time ago, I knew a guy. I didn't know him. I talked to him. He said he thought he caught a tarpon that was 250 pounds. Anyway, those fish of those caliber have to pass 
off our coast. But with all that said, and I, this is what I said, and and I think this for a lot of different reasons. Uh, you know, the the the, the, the record for the state record topping has been break, broken four times in the state of Texas, four times, and three of the four times the the, the record fell. They fell from the tropping came from the waters of Galveston, Texas. And the reason for that was not because we have the best tarpon fishery. The reason for that was we have the best tarpon guys, okay? Right. We just put a lot of pressure on the fish. And I think when that record falls again, that somebody breaks that 250-pound uh, record, it's going to come off of between the south port of the Belgiati and the mouth of the Rio Grande. I think that's where that, they're going to catch that, that next big state record. Yep, we'll wait and see. Somebody will catch it. Okay, right. Mick. They're there when come through. All right, Mike, I got to run. Okay, I, nice talking to you. See you. you too. See you, man. All right, well, I need to take a moment to tell all the listeners out there about one of the hottest soft plastic baits I've chunked in years. That's the Miralure Little John. It's a three-and-three-quarter-inch soft plastic twitch bait. It throws like a bullet into the wind or downwind. It doesn't matter. Attach it to a jig head for waiting or fishing out of the boat. The Little John is lethal on speckled trout, redfish, and flounder. And the Little John is injected with a secret fish-catching scent. It has a darting action. It makes it irresistible to game fish. And the Little John is so tough and durable. One bait can last for days. I've caught dozens of trout on one particular bait. And the Little John comes in 14 popular fish-catching colors. It produces results day in and day out. That's the Miralure Little John. You can look for them wherever tackle is sold. Remember, folks, nothing catches fish like Miralure. Go to Miralure.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it is 639 here in the Bayou City. If you care to call in, it's open lines, 713-572-4610. All right, next up, let's go to Captain Gus Alvarez down in Freeport, see what he's up to. Good morning, Gus. How are you doing? 
Good morning, Nikki. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I could be better, my friend. Thanks for asking. Well, good deal. I was calling y'all and giving a little bit of fishing report on the uh, red tide out here that supposedly we still have. Um, we really haven't seen much of a red tide in the last week, week and a half. It hit us pretty hard, but other than right. that, fishing's been really good. Um, I'm also one of the newest bait shops out here in Freeport, the Shadillac Company. I don't know if you heard of it yet. What's it uh, called? Shadillac Bait Company. Oh, like the song Shadillac, Mezak, Mezak, Indigo, or whatever it was back in the day. <laughs> That'll be easier for me to remember, Shadillac. All right. Yes, sir. We consider ourselves the Cadillac of bait. Okay. So we have live shrimp. We have a. Uh, Croakers, uh, beautiful croakers. We don't even start selling our croakers unless they've been in the tank for three days. Um, you know, we have mud minnows. We have all the offshore baits. Again, offshore captain, I know what people like. And uh-huh. we have all the offshore baits that needed. Um, swordfish baits. Uh, we're not doing the very big and tackle yet, but we will next year. Uh, we've been open probably about five months now, and we're doing absolutely great we're blessed a lot of people are helping us out and putting the word out there and i figured i'd just call and introduce myself and, and if you needed anything from us over here in surfside we'd be more than happy to help that's great to hear man where are you where are you located in freeport i'm at fifteen seventeen uh 332 i am in sitting distance of the surfside bridge so right before you go over surfside bridge i am on the right hand side it used to be called the old rod benders. Okay. Been there for years and years and years. Um, we bought the property and took it over, and uh, we just made it a really nice bait shop that I don't understand why bait shops have to be ugly, but <laughs> we made it where <laughs> we got a TV in there. Uh, you know, we have clothing. We have tackle. We have great customer service. We accept credit cards uh, the whole nine yards. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yes, sir. All right, Gus. Fishing, and also, any know, good fishing going also, on down there right now? Yes, sir. There's uh, bull reds that seem to be running a little bit better than last year. Um, the trout are moving pretty good. Um, there's no sign of red tide out here that I can see. You know, I live down here, and I run the beaches every day to go look. And, you know, we did have a small kill-off. Um, right, right here in front of Freeport. But I mean, Mother Nature's going to do the thing. Oh yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm an offshore guy. I do the the offshore the offshore gig, and uh, you know, we don't have to worry about red tide out there that much. But uh, you know, we enjoy fishing, and we enjoy taking people fishing all the time. So, well, cool. Well, hey, if uh, if somebody wants to call you, uh, whether to go offshore or, or check out your bait shop, uh, give them a number, Gus. Sure. The offshore number will be 954-225-7931. And the bait shop number is 979-330-SHAD. So SHAD, S-H-A-D, SHAD. That is absolutely correct. All right, Shadillac. <laughs> I like that name. There you go. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks for the call, Gus. Appreciate it, man. You, thank you, sir. Now y'all have a good day. You too. Later. All right. All right. All right. That's Captain Gus Alvarez.
Shadillac Bake Shop. Say that three times real, real fast. All right. All right, let's get to some more uh, lines here. Let's go. Who's up next here? Guitar Dave. Imagine that on a Sunday morning. Dave, what's up? Yeah, me. Yeah. Hey, all you guys, Captain Mike, you and all them guys, man, y'all are great teachers. I, I didn't hit the lottery or nothing, but I got some connections and I got a room. I, I, I'm down on, at the truck fixing to walk out there on the beach here on the skyline and uh, at the Marriott, the fourth floor, man. It's like I'm Cadillacing. But anyway, hey, I got an eight foot rod with uh, I got a flounder uh, rig on there with that, uh, you know, the the that uh, what do you call it? That weight on there that goes back and forth, and uh, and some shrimp. And I'm just gonna go down there and uh, just try to chunk it into that first gut and let it roll, you know, and see what happens. If I catch something, that's good. If I don't, I'll be able to sit on one of them rocks and just watch the sun come up. But uh, yesterday. Uh, there was a man out there, and, and I went down there and just kind of scouting out, and he was catching whiting, and then uh, he was dobbing for blue crabs, man, in between the rocks, man, with a chicken leg. And I'm like, right. what the heck? And he was catching some good ones, you know, and I mean, you know, so, hey. But it, it hold on, let me stand up and look out here. Let's see. Oh, man, look at that. Wow. You know, unreal. I'm just going to go over there and sit on the seawall. And I'm looking up at the, it's about a quarter moon, and then there's a planet. I think that's either Mars or Saturn. I don't know. But, man, you know, get out in, get, you know, I, I I don't care if I don't catch nothing. I mean, just getting out here and being, you know, and getting all your troubles away, you know, and think, and have, think like my dad told us, boys, when y'all go play over here, man, play the best you can because these people come here to dance and forget all their troubles all the time. You know, but hey, wait. Let me see. Yeah, it ain't no big waves rolling in or nothing. Well, it looks like but, uh, it's breezy down there, though. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. Yeah, it, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm walking a little farther out here right now. Yeah, yeah. It's a little breezy, but hey, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Okay, I got this eight foot rod with that weight on there. So, uh, so, so I chunk with the wind, right? Whichever way the wind's going. Yeah, if the wind's strong, I usually put the wind at my back when I'm fishing. Well, that's why I'm, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Okay, see, that's what, oh, and then there's, the, 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 to my left down here, there's a lighted fishing pier down there. But uh, I ain't going to go all the way there. I'm just going to go over here and just sit down on the on the, on the the bench. I mean, I'm going to sit down on the concrete over here on the steps and then just walk over. It's Oh, the wind's coming from my left. Yeah, it's, oh, it should you know, be east northeast down there. It'll be coming from your left if you're looking out into the Gulf. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, hey, I got a. I mean, I got a. I got a, a, a towel over my neck right now because it. And I, I didn't bring no long pants, but I mean, I got a towel and, and I got that rag on my head over here. And I'll be all right though. Then I'll get up here and take a shower and go lay down. <laughs> you know, so I don't have to leave till eleven o'clock. You know. Anyway. Check All right, out. Captain. All right, yeah, Dave. Hey, hey, wait. One more thing. One of the guys that was in here uh, last night, I went in here and I started talking to him, and he goes, I know you. He goes, man, I went to school at, at Price the King with Gary Kubiak. I'm like, what the heck? Hey, it's a small world, Captain. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, thank, thank you, sir. I appreciate Later. it. Later. All right. All right. 
Guitar Dave, live report from the seawall. Okay, let's get back to some more phone lines. Rick Bice is up next. Rick, good morning. What's up? Good morning, Mickey. How you doing? I'm all right. Um, I was just real quick. I know you pressed here for time. Uh, you know, over the last, seemed like, I don't know, not a whole lot of years that deer tracking dogs has become way more popular. Mm-hmm. And they're way more accessible, let me put it that way. Right. And I had my first one uh, call me Saturday morning, well, Hunters. He says, hey, man, he said, let me send you this video. He says, I shot a really good buck, but I don't know what to do. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, he, he says, I hit him a little high, a little forward. He says, I hit him right in the shoulder. And he says, man, it sounded like a shot, a, that arrow into a two-by-six. <laughs> well, it I did. Said, it hit shoulder, shoulder bone. bone. <laughs> yeah, I said, that's shoulder bone. I said, he ain't going to bleed. If he does, it ain't going to be much. I said, did the arrow go through him? He said, no, it stuck in about two inches, and he ran off with it. Oh, boy. I said, well, I said, if he's good enough and you want to spend the money, I got a guy in Lufkin. This was in Groveton. I said, uh, if that deer's down or got a blood trail, I said, he'd find that deer. I said, but I think you ought to call him anyway or have him call me, send him the video. And uh, we cut the long story short. He sent it to that tracker guy. He called me. He says, Rick, he says, when you hit him in the shoulder with an arrow and, and, and you don't get no penetration, he says, you're not, they're not going to bleed. No, there's no you're not hitting any vitals, man. Uh, anyway, which I knew that, but he, he said, I said, well, I said, I just, I said, that's a good looking deer, man. And he said, oh yeah, it is. He said, he'd be all right. I said, well, I think he will be too. I just, you know, as long as something don't get on him real quick, coyote or whatever. And, uh, I told, so I called my buddy back that's hunting on this place. And I said, I'll tell you what, keep an eye on. He's got six he's got six cameras and five feeders out there. I said, you keep an eye on it. And I said, I, I bet you money. It's a big place. Bet you money. He's going to show back up on one of them cameras. So we're going right. to know next week. Anyway, I just was going to share that. It just, you know, man, that, that shoulder shot with the broadhead, that, that's a that's as bad as that's as bad as wasting the deer by shooting him in the butt. Yeah, that's uh that's never a good outcome. Shoulder shot nope. with an arrow, especially if it hits a bone. You know, some guys get lucky and nope. it penetrates, goes through, and they'll get some lung or heart or something, but it depends on you know, whether it's, it's high or low. Yeah, he was about he's a pretty good shot, long shot. This old boy's a good shot. I can't believe he missed that deer from where he was aiming. Anyway, well, it a little happens. Buck it fever happens. goes a long way, man. Just a little, yeah. little bit of tug here. <laughs> Let yeah, it I was going to share you a little of my buck. I was going to share a little of my buck fever, but you ain't got time. It's six. No, I do. Have a I'm, good one, Mickey. You're the la- you're the last caller. If you want to share it, I'm. Uh, I've got about oh, five well, minutes I was, left. You know, you 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 and uh, um, uh, Captain Smith, y'all always fire me up discussion. 
Y'all, right. y'all seem to hit all my hot buttons. It makes me laugh and think about stuff. Um, and I don't know which com- what part of the conversation this was, but, you know, and I, I ain't bragging. I am not bragging or boasting. But I can only think of one deer I've missed with a rifle and I, that I didn't find. Okay? Right. And it just happened to be the biggest deer I've seen in the wild on a low fence. And I know why I missed the deer. And um, I had two rifles, one I shoot, one I don't. Had a shot a long time. My rifle literally almost less than a one pound trigger. It's probably ought to be illegal. I don't even put my finger in the finger inside the finger guard until I'm gonna pull the trigger. Right. Well, I decided to take a bit. Oh man, I don't and that's my excuse to let no not let anybody borrow it. I said, man, this thing will go off on you. That's a hair trigger. You just you just one pound. Come you're damn on, right. Man. I'm sorry for the language there, but yeah, you you bump it and it'll go. But I'm I know how to handle it. So anyway, but I like them like that. You know, with my guns, I like it. My boys, no. I mean, I don't. I I never. They can do what they want now. But um, anyway, this other gun, this deer jumped out in a Sendero. I was in never will forget. I was in Carrizo Springs. And this dude jumped out, and I had my feet up on the side of the wall. It was pretty hot. And I had that gun in the corner. This is the different gun now. And there's some deer, some bucks in this big, big fenced-in feeder down there. And, boy, they all of a sudden, man, they just got really nervous, and they jumped out. So I'm just sitting there with my arms crossed looking. And, buddy, here he comes. And I said, that's my first thought was that's a 170 plus right there. And so, man, I reached over and I got that gun. And Captain Mickey, I took that gun off safety and I started pulling on that trigger and pulling on that trigger. <laughs> it thing felt like it weighed 20 pounds. Right. I, I just wasn't used to that. And I, I could almost see that bullet. Not that I could. But that bullet went about six foot over the top of that deer. My gosh. And that deer turned and looked at me. And it was like we had a conversation. He said, boy, today's my lucky day. And my thought was, you better believe it, big boy. Today is your lucky day. And then I kind of woke up. And, man, I checked that shit, that casing. And I rammed another one in there and... Poof, he's gone. Wow. I was sick. But that's the biggest wild deer, and I call wild low fence, um, deer that I've ever shot at that big, and it was the one I missed. Mm. I'm sure we all have our nightmare stories. I've heard you say one that you... I've heard you talk about trout that you just can't get off your mind for days and days and nights and nights and have nightmares about it. That was kind of my my deer moment right there. Well, I had that deer moment. And I haven't seen one since. Two or three years ago, I missed the big eight I've been looking for forever. And just uh, 
It's a, it wasn't a long shot. It was 200 yards, and, you know, it was a high wind, though. That norther had blown in that night, and it was about 40 miles an hour out of the north, and I guess I had too much drift. I should have compensated better for it, and I didn't. But he was real antsy. Well, he was on a doe, and he came out, and he's all fidgety, and as soon as he turned broadside and, uh, you know, stood still long enough for me to squeeze it off, I just I, I hit him in front. I hit him towards the brisket, I guess, because – we couldn't find that deer. We looked for two days. It was, I'll, I'll never forget that. Never, never get over it. I have one little side note on, on that deer I shot at and missed. I knew better and I paid the price. You know what I knew better yep. and I paid the price for it? I didn't go shoot that dead gum gun before I went out. Well, that's. That's a cardinal sin right there. <laughs> That's, you better believe it. It you is. You better believe it. I'm a little smarter now. All but right, anyway, buddy. I All still right, have, a we'll have a picture of that Sunday. deer. See you. All right. All right. Later, you man. too. Bye-bye. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back Thursday morning, bright and early, 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 